This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, Geekscapists. Welcome to our brand new Geekscape podcast. I'm Jonathan London, your host. And if this is your first Geekscape, well... Strap yourselves in for some pop culture talk. Uh, this week, we are talking all about Marvel's What If Season 2. That's right. Uh, we have to do some deep dives to catch up with some content. If you guys search the feed, you'll see that we just talked about Aquaman 2, The Lost Kingdom, uh, on an earlier episode this week. And so I doubled up so we can just kind of make some space because you know there's more content constantly coming in the geek sphere. Uh, this is Geekscape. If this is your first Geekscape, I like to sit down with somebody and talk some pop culture. Sometimes it's a specific subject. Like this week, we're talking Marvel's What If Season 2 over on Disney+. Plus. Um, sometimes I like to sit down and interview somebody. Next week, I think I've got my friend Mickey Rapkin, who created uh, Pitch Perfect and is, let's look around, he's shortlisted for an Oscar this year. I think there's 15 films left in the category. And he might be one of the films left standing. And Mickey is going to join me next week to talk about the film. He's going to talk about uh, Pitch Perfect. I, I want him to talk about Pitch Perfect. He created Pitch Perfect. It's kind of cool. He's friends with Elizabeth Banks. It's kind of cool. Um, and he's my guest next week. So that if you guys are filmmakers, if you like directing and you like learning about writing and all that stuff, he's a he's fantastic at both. All right. And he's going to be my guest next week. But I'm always lining up some guests because uh, I just love talking to storytellers. Uh, I've got a music. I've got some musicians in the wing. I've got some comic creators that want to come on. Uh, I want them on. I want to. I want to. I would talk to storytellers every freaking day if I could. All right. Uh, but there's just not enough time to consume all the content, talk about the content, and I did not know what I was creating when I started Geekscape 18 years ago. But now we cannot put the demon back in the bottle. All I can do is also remind you that the Geekscape podcast has become a Geekscape network. So maybe some of the stuff I can't cover on Geekscape because there's just so much awesomeness going on. Maybe you'll find it on the other shows, the Geekscape network, whether it be horror films or TV binge watching or just chatting with your friends or talking about wrestling or 80s nostalgia. I know I'm talking about you guys, $2 late fee. And my brother even has a show about wrestling on the podcast network now. Uh, territory marks like that's amazing it's really a family affair and i could not be prouder of this network and the work that matt kelly and everyone has put in to keep this thing rocking and expanding and growing and also we sometimes have like um adjacent shows i still think they're in the family they're just not under the Geekscape umbrella. And my friend Garrett Brion is, is definitely, definitely one of those podcasters. He's got this new podcast called Not Just a Guy. Pod. It, it, go search for it. 
you know, subscribe to it. Uh, he's going to be on to talk all about what if season two with me. Um, he started out as my film student and he kind of like my, my ward, right? Like, uh, was it, was he, um, let's see if you, if you're thinking like a Robin, right? Like under Batman, how would Garrett be? Is he, um, Dick Grayson? Maybe Tim Drake, maybe. All right. Like maybe he's going to become the red hood one day. All right. Maybe he's Jason Todd. You never know. You never know. Um, but is he Damian Wayne? He's definitely not Damian Wayne. All right. Like, but maybe I think he's, I think he's close to a Dick Grayson. All right. So start your fanfic pictures now. (laughs) I've been hiring, uh, I've been talking to comic artists for a project and, uh, it, it's amazing when I look at things like deviant art and different online art portfolios. And there's so many amazing artists. And I, I was telling an artist today, uh, I wish I could work with all of them. I wish I had enough stories in my head. Uh, in time to put them to uh, the, the proper comic script, right? Because uh, some of these are adapted from films, some of them are adapted from other projects. Uh, but uh, comic full script has its own format, right? And it and, and you're not just writing like you would a screenplay and then hoping like it becomes, um, you know, turned into a movie and, and actors kind of inhabit it and you, different collaborators with comics. It's you, the artist, some letters, maybe an editor. Uh, and so you really have to do a lot of the creative work of shot listing, planning, storyboarding, of course, and like really conveying that stuff to an artist. Obviously they get feedback. It, it's amazing. I love that collaboration, but you're not collaborating with nearly as many people, uh, as you do on a film. All that to say there aren't enough people to catch your mistakes. So I always put a lot of pressure on myself with comics, uh, when I'm writing them and I've been writing a lot of comics right now. And, um, hope this i hope you see them soon uh all that to say um it's slower going because i'm just like the self-doubt i don't have the confidence i haven't put in the 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 hours yet to like be like just hit a page running like doing a script uh but that's a process as well um so uh i know i'm babbling right now i know you guys want to be like what do they think of what if season two like enough i gotta know if i should cancel my disney plus or not no you, you shouldn't cancel your disney plus all right superhero movie lull or not don't cancel your disney plus okay well maybe i don't know what you're doing in the economy but celebrate geekdom uh that's what we're gonna doing that's what we're gonna do here on geekscape we're gonna be right back with garrett and we're gonna talk all things what if season two and if you've seen it great if you haven't we're gonna spoil it maybe you don't care but we will and we'll see you there All right, Geekscapists, I'm so glad 
you're checking out Geekscape. Maybe you're only listening to it on the podcast feed. Maybe you're listening to it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts. I really do appreciate you hitting that subscribe button, sharing it with your friends, and just tuning in to some geek talk, maybe on your morning drive or while you're ignoring the work you should be doing right now. Uh, Maybe you're on a run or something. I do see some fitness geeks out there in my socials, and I love that. If you want to email me at any point, you can. Jonathan at geekscape.net. You can always find me or Geekscape on any of the social networks and connect with us there. I've been loving the stuff we've been doing over in the Geekscape Forever group on Facebook. I started a chat. You know how you can get DMs, messages over on Facebook back in the olden times when the older people who, like myself, who still use Facebook. Uh, The Geekscape Forever group, uh, you can start a chat and it goes to your, it's it's like a giant message, right? With a lot of people involved. And we started one up for Geekscape Forever and we've been really telling ourselves Happy New Year, some of our favorite releases from the last year, some of our favorite experiences. We've been recommending comics to each other. Uh, we've got some Geekscapists in there being like, hey, is this Thor comic good for my son? Uh, he, I'm getting him into comics, and I want to, he's into Thor, so is this one good? And taking recommendations, uh, and it's awesome seeing you guys so active in there. So go join the Geekscape Forever group on Facebook if you haven't yet, because there's a whole chat going on in there, and this one-hour show becomes then like your whole... 24-7 distraction. All right? Uh, I love seeing you guys in there. So please keep it up and just keep engaging with each other. Geekscape is more yours than it is mine. I'm just the dude with the blibble blabble who talks and uh, hopefully like spins you all like a top and then you'll go out and enjoy geekdom and talk about it with each other. And that's kind of my role here. Okay? That's it. The rest of it is yours. Take it and run with it. Speaking of people who are taking it and running with it, my own Garrett Briones. I hope he doesn't run too far, though. I miss having him under Geekscape's uh, podcast umbrella, but he's got his own thing going on, and he's going to tell us about it real quick before we get in. Not too quick. You can take your time, Garrett. But then we're going to talk some What If Season 2. Hey, buddy, how are you? Hello. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for, <laughs> you know, uh, we, we've we've had this debate many times on many Geekscape shows. Am I, am I Dick Grayson? Is Matt Kelly Dick Grayson? Am I Jason Todd? Am I Tim Drake? We, we've gone over this many times. I think eventually we will definitively have to nail down what Robin am I. We'll have to figure this out. I, I think I have an idea. Mm-hmm. We're going to get you and Matt Kelly together, maybe at Comic-Con or something in San Diego. We're going to ask you both to do a backflip. Okay. Do something that's Robin-esque. And we're going to okay. just see who can pull it off, right? And then we're going to gauge it on whether... Because I, I think Dick Grayson is unanimously everybody's favorite like he's the most popular Robin. I know he's the longest yes. Robin, but, well, but he, you know, it's like he is the most well-known Robin. But Tim Drake was the first Robin to ever have his own solo series. You could argue Dick Grayson is more well-known as Robin, but maybe has more of a following as Nightwing. It's a, you know, there's hills and valleys. There's so many different ways to look at it. But the in in the Red Hood, the Jason Todd, that stuff's just for the Edge Lords, or where does that live? That's, that's for like if we want like favorite? really. That's like if we want like really sexy fan fiction or like drawings of me <laughs> like online. Then then I mean if if that's my there's an audience here, for it. If I mm-hmm. if that's where we have to go, you know, one of my favorite just today, one of my favorite wrestlers, he came out in gear that looked like Red Hood. That would be John Moxley. So you know everybody's into Red Hood. So I mean maybe that's the path I go down. That's kind of cool. It's been fun. And I've been talking to Megarana, one of our mm-hmm. podcasters who does a lot of wrestling content. And he has the, the Matt Mania show on the network with his friends, uh, Teak Hall. Um, and we've just been talking geekdom and music and yeah. chiptunes and stuff like that. But the crossovers of wrestling yes. in geekdom is so cool to watch. It's, and yeah. it's like 
I couldn't imagine this in the eighties when you had like junkyard dog and, <laughs> and those guys. Like they yeah, were never no. going to start. They weren't going to start busting out the they're DC not, yeah, and no, Marvel they're not references. Gonna come out dressed up like Thanos back then. You know, like that. That's something I love. Is uh, even a few weeks ago, Ring of Honor uh, Women's World Champion Athena. She came out in this Bane outfit. She had the mask. She had the, the you know the Venom like tubes. It was <laughs> that's awesome. so crazy. Like, so many people. Uh, uh, Finn Balor in the WWE. One time he came out painted up like Venom, like it's so so much cool stuff. Like so, it that cross from like it pollination between the two. It's it makes sense, you know. They're these larger than life characters Super in themselves, yeah. so it makes sense that they would be into those sort of things as well. It was CM CM Punk, kind of one of the characters who like blew that open. And who was the guy who actually like the 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 Green Tornado, whatever that guy is, that they like actually came out. I met him at Universal City Walk years ago the guy who had the mask he had like a green oh, mask. uh hurricane uh the hurricane hurricane the hurricane helms. Like, yes, like, hurricane, helms. Like, hurricane helms like those two guys to me are the ones who are like giving fans permission yeah. to be geeks in wrestling and i think we we see it more in like the anime side i'm a big obviously basketball fan mm. if you're a long time listener but seeing the custom sneakers which is like a big culture yeah. there obviously in basketball but when i started seeing NBA players having like one piece yeah. or different anime and manga characters painted on their sneakers and during games. I'm like, Oh my God, this is crazy. It's super exactly. cool to see this stuff that, you know, when I was growing up in the eighties and nineties, you had to be a, a cause geek. Yeah, in a lot keep, of it, keep it hidden. Yeah. But, but now there's, it's like permission. It's super cool. And I love seeing all yeah. of this stuff. Um, so knowing that it's fun and knowing that there are but still naysayers out there saying that comic book movies are doomed and this and that. And I'll tell you what, like I went through the I ran through it with Matt Kelly on the Christmas special. And mm-hmm. it was a great year for geekdom. It, you know, Marvel yeah. had a great movie in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Yeah. That was My a success. Yeah. You know, I loved Blue Beetle, even if the box office didn't reflect it. Yeah. They made some great product. And so people, I think, is premature writing off mm-hmm. the superhero movie. I think th- I think yeah. there's plenty of opportunities coming out for the box office to reflect that we still love these things. Yeah. On Disney Plus, on the other hand, some of the models are shifting. You're trying yeah. different things, right, if you're Disney Plus. And I think that's true for all streamers, regardless of superheroes. But with What If Season 2, they were released almost like an advent calendar. And yeah. I thought it was great that they did it over Christmas. But every day, you'd have a new episode and we're getting five episodes of echo all at once yeah they're trying that in a couple a couple week i mean in a or week this, or so this tuesday go. yeah this tuesday we get all five episodes of echo but prior to that the disney plus model was pretty much you get one a week yeah. like they with loki first of all what did you think of the release schedule for what if season two and do you think there's something there i i like the experiment because you know for me with streaming it for me it's been interesting to watch how how streamers have rolled out the last few years you know and to see like how similar are they to network tv how how are we differentiating them and i thought that this was just um an interesting way to use that sort of platform that we can release them this way that and then once you know if you're someone who say you were traveling for the holidays or something like that you could catch up when you you know over those few days um i thought it was an interesting way to do it you know my myself i was traveling and i was at home and so i had some free time so i was able to watch like a couple here and then a few more days passed and i was able to watch a few more and i i've never been a huge fan of the binge model but i found that 
even just getting to do like two, three episodes at a time did help build that almost week to week like excitement that you would get if they had they rolled out like that. But I knew I wouldn't have to wait like to see how this story concluded. I wouldn't have to wait as long. I think is there something unique to the animated what if season two? We talked before we started recording that maybe some of the fanfare was tempered a bit. Mm. Is it because it was animated? Because you know James Gunn is launching yeah. his DC universe with an animated project before he does the Superman film, and yeah. we're getting like a pretty awesome monster. What yeah. was the I don't I uh, forget creature the property commandos. creature commandos. And I'm stoked for it because I'm a big James Gunn fan, but I'm stoked for it because if it has any of the animation quality that we got with what if, and guys, it's amazing. I love the way these shows look and I'll tell you how I saw them. I actually was so busy just traveling, going to Heidi's family in South Carolina for, for the break, um, that I think the first two or three episodes were already out by the time I was like, oh my God, we got what if, and yeah. I can watch these because I like to wake up very early to write five, five thirty, And I put some pages in the morning pages and, um, sometimes I get burned out, right? You got, let's, let's face it. If you're really concentrating, you got about an hour, yeah. hour and a half of writing in you, but you always have to kind of feed the, the visual index right yeah. and 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 so i found that these what ifs being able to look forward to one every morning i would watch these things at like 5 30 sometimes i have insomnia i'll watch them at like four three <laughs> and usually i mean i thought it was awesome and yeah and you and i started texting each other and i'm like dude what if it's great and it's yeah. not just great for the animation it's not just great because they got amazing celebrities like kate blanchett to come back and reprise these characters yeah right Better Cumberbatch is in so many of these episodes. Yeah. Haley Atwell is in so many of these, yeah, of these episodes. Yeah. Even the sound alikes, like the person who does Robert Downey Jr.'s voice, incredible. And the writing, the writing is yeah. really good. The stories are interesting. They play with the concepts of these characters that we understand in new light. And the whole gist of it is Geeks gave us what if something went a different way in the Marvel Universe that we know? And suddenly these characters were in different circumstances. Like what if Tony Stark landed on Sakaar from uh, Thor Ragnarok and was part of that, that whole arena system and you know, what was, what would be happening there? Oh my God. I just thought it was so much fun from the get go. Yeah. When we have Nebula, right. And she's part of like the police force. Um, a little Blade Runner homage. It was but, so yeah. cool. It was beautiful, but it yeah. was also fun because you get to focus on Nebula, and it's not like Nebula's are going to get a standalone movie, exactly, right? And, uh, and something even right. like in that episode example, like something I, I think is the benefit of having a show like this is you know you you pointed out with Nebula or a character I've really enjoyed that is voiced by an actor I really enjoy who hasn't really gotten to be a character at all is Howard the Duck. And I like that episode. They have Seth Green. You know, he gets a lot more oh, to yeah. do than he has in his little tiny appearances. And so it, it does. It lets a lot of these side characters that we know maybe aren't going to get their their time in the sun. You know, we get a whole episode devoted to Happy Hogan. Yes, we've seen him in multiple movies, but he actually gets to be the protagonist of a story. And I think that that's something that this the show affords you is that you can focus on really any character that you want. And variations of those characters to shade yeah. those characters. Yes. Right. I mean, again, I'm one of these people who, when people start ringing the death, like saying the death knell <laughs> of superhero movies, I'm like, okay, like 
you're going to make a buffoon of yourself when these things rebound mm. because there will always be kids, right? Yeah. And, and it's not like we're talking about a genre that is dependent on an older demographic, like romantic comedies, right? Those yeah. are for people who go on dates or something like a Western, which sometimes has grittier yeah, narratives yeah. based on yeah. revenge or uh, things like that. Uh, and, and they're a little bit prone to more having more yeah. violence. This is stuff like cartoons, like anime, that will constantly be fed yeah. by the the existence of a young generation that is hungry for this stuff. And those younger mm. generations are getting bigger, right? Uh, so I'm not exactly going to start saying superhero mm, movies no. are over. What I will say is that, and we, we know this from the last couple of phases, there's an ability to write these things very well. And I rewatched mm. the first Thor movie. And I think the first horror movie script is so awesome and has some, it has some actually really that. beautiful place. It's yeah. like, I was like, oh my God, that's a really beautiful thing they just did there. And you see it occasionally now, but I think that the success was so high that the pressure to make these things at a much higher frequency yeah. has, has cost something that I think needs to be, be regained, which is the care and the intention put into the scripts. Yeah. In what if, because it maybe because of its nature as an animated project yeah. that take more, they inherently take more time. The stories are awesome. Every I one of these great episodes are yeah. awesome. Like, you know, to your point, exactly. Uh, there is that idea that, you know, after, after Endgame, maybe they did spread themselves a little bit. You know, there, there was a lot of stuff that was coming out, you know, four shows came out in 2021 as well as three movies, like things like that. But, to your point, because of animation taking a little bit longer, I was reading um, some behind the scenes stuff today. The episodes that we were seeing that for this season were being written in January 2020 to October 2020. Like th that's how long ago these were, you know, being developed and season two has been worked on is it was that far away. So they had times to rewrite, reiterate. Obviously, things can change in the booth as well. Like the I think both seasons of what if really do show that there is. There's something to be said about taking your time, going through iteration, trying different things. And I, and I think that it shows in the work. Uh, you also get a chance to make good on some characters, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you were not a fan of Joss Whedon's Ultron, I thought oh, Joss Whedon's Ultron was a little too light, right? Mm -hmm. I thought it was a little too fun. Sing -song yeah, heard, yeah. When Ultron to me is AI that has gotten complete, like just has no has no purpose for humanity yeah. is just ready to wipe us out in the Avengers of the thing standing in its way and Hank Pym and it needs to revenge. And then, and so I, I walked out of Avengers two and I was like, I, he looked like Ultron. I like Ultron. Yeah. Like that was Spader's voice Whedon. sounded great. That was Spader's voice. It, yeah. it, that was Joss Whedon's version of Ultron and it fit in, in the MC as we knew it. Yeah. Then we get the, what if season one Ultron? Yeah. And I'm like, that's Ultron. Yeah. Ultron. That that Ultron was scary. Mm -hmm. That Ultron was really, really scary. Yeah. Like he takes Thanos out in two seconds and <laughs> then he starts going after the multiverse using yeah. the Infinity Stones. And he was ruthless. Yeah. And on the other side of it, uh, you know, and people are like, hey, should I? I think these episodes you can watch one off if you want. Mm -hmm. But what I also love about the season one, and they did it again in season two, is you get rewarded by watching multiple episodes yeah. and you kind of get rewarded for watching them in order and not skipping episodes because a character like uh captain britain played by you know played like peggy carter actually got this the super soldier serum that character was 
a big fixture in one or two episodes in season one, definitely in the finale. And then here we actually get a little bit of a a, a return to her yeah. universe, which is cool to see a universe yeah. from season one return to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love that the Watcher was like, I usually don't repeat these. <laughs> yeah. I usually don't revisit a universe because yeah. the, the multiverse is so expensive. I usually don't go back. And he revisited this one. Yeah. And it was another Captain, you know, uh, Britain is you know british super soldier Haley Apple. captain carter captain she, carter she's, she's not a braddock carter. yeah captain she's not carter. a braddock she's not a, man could you imagine they, they oh, start man. putting that stuff Don't in, in charge of the multiverse yeah that's we got x-men coming Excalibur. uh let's get the bracks uh but yeah you have captain carter in one or two episodes and the finale of this season and it's starting to really it's cool tapestry man it, it's yeah. it's fun and you can make again make good on characters in new depictions I love what they did with Doctor Strange in the mm-hmm. episode where Rachel dies instead of instead of in the yeah. accident, and then he yeah. he's obsessed with bringing her back. In season one, he's bringing her back, and every time he has to bring her back, he fails, and he makes a worse deal with a worse demon, and he starts yeah. to lose his humanity, and he becomes a monster. And then in this season, we might start seeing that character again. Like I yeah. like the revisitations. I also like the fresh characters. Yes, and we got the coolest freshest character in this season to the point where when the episode started and i just saw the i saw the what if and it said what if kahuri like blank blank, blank. And I was like, the world or something. reshape the world and i was like who is this character and i started yeah. watching and i was like okay there's a there's a mohawk indian native american character during like you know the the the, the spanish you know conquistadors yeah. coming in and Okay, and I I went straight to like Marvel Wiki, and I was like, "Is this a character I've never heard of? Like, like what comic book did this character come from?" Geekscapist. This character was created just for What If season two. Is the main figure in an episode that is done almost entirely in both Spanish and the Mohawk language, and it is awesome. Yeah, get ready for the subtitles, but too bad because this episode was awesome it introduced a brand new marvel character and they did it here and what if and this is a character i think has potential to be seen in the comics and yeah. maybe in live action yeah i i think this is yeah, this is a, again uh, you know speaking to what an ant like what this show the show has so many different things it can do it can spotlight characters it can show you action that you're you may not you know maybe a live action budget can't always measure up to and it also as an anthology it can truly be whatever it wants to be for an episode every episode is like the first episode of it, it its own series and so to take advantage of that and you know represent a, a culture that maybe we don't always get to see in this kind of you know four quadrant uh storytelling uh, i thought that was such a cool idea you know you're gonna have a bunch of eyes on this because it's it's the new marvel show that's out uh, and I think that's such a cool, you know, you, you're going to have those eyes. So why not show people a whole new world that they maybe aren't familiar with, or they don't, they have a base level knowledge with. So let's go a little bit deeper. Did you see the pushback on that episode specific, uh, specifically because of the depiction of Spanish, uh, I did not colonialists no. uh. <laughs> pushback because again, like I, I like, I like hearing Spanish. I grew up in a household that mm-hmm. spoke Spanish. I like speaking Spanish when I get the opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I was like, 
I'm and I and I you know what I feel a little, I'll say it I feel a little bit of superiority when I don't have to read the subtitles and in this episode <laughs> for the Spanish characters I didn't have to read the subtitles. That being said, they were the conquistadors. They were mm-hmm. in there and they did not do very nice things like mm-hmm. yeah Christopher Columbus, even though he, you know he was sent by Spain, uh, is a big piece of shit and he was a horrible a dummy. Person. He was a horrible. The, he was an idiot. The things that people did uh, under his command were awful and 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 so you see people pillaging for sure in this episode against the mohawk yeah. people and then uh online people were like hey not all spaniards you know they started like a we don't like the way yeah. we're depicting spaniards or our ancestors and this is mm-hmm. like well listen like nobody's really clean when yeah it comes no, to colonialism I, and like yeah. these spaniards they did some pretty horrible thing yeah. to the native people mm-hmm. and it's a great setting yeah. for a superhero origin story. And you got one here and it's super, yeah. super cool. Um, are people sleeping on what if season two or I, what do you think? I think so. Uh, I, you know, you and I talked about this a little bit beforehand. I, and I don't know what it is because uh, people superhero fatigue or the fact that it's delivered during the holidays or the third fact that it's an animated property. I think it's, I think it's the latter two. I think it it's the way it released. I think some people before it even released were saying that it, and, and I think people are already saying this be it with how Echo is releasing. People think that th- these shows are being dumped or that they're just being thrown, you know, that they're being released with no fanfare. And then, and then I think it is, it's animation, which is, it's odd to me because we have something like across the spider verse that comes out and people are, they're pushing they're like, come on, we, Animation is such a great medium for adapting comic book stories. Look at something like Invincible on Amazon Prime. That show has a very big following. But and then and then again, I didn't see as many people talking about the second season. I don't know if that's just, you know, as things, you know, more things go on. Um, but there I, is a I, glut. Yeah. And like, yeah, I, and I know that Invincible season two is out. Yeah. I love Invincible season one. Yeah. I obviously love the comic. I have not had a chance just like to sit down and start yeah. watching season two Uh-oh, and so and, and, and i will yeah did you hear somebody fly by someone from they're Prime like is coming to get say you. what yeah robert kirkman's guy <laughs> is gonna come be like you need to watch it uh yeah there's a lot of stuff coming out guys i didn't watch the third season of the witcher like it almost i didn't even watch the second season because so i love it's coming out <laughs> love the witcher but so much stuff comes out there is something to be said for that okay maybe there's some but there's so much stuff coming out that i'm like oh my god when am i going to get the chance to see an yeah. invincible season two i i'm going to but like yeah, there's a lot right. yeah sorry continue i interrupted you but yeah like... i just i just think that it, it people want that medium to be used more um to adapt these stories and then when they come out i feel like maybe there isn't always as uh, as much support given to them because and, and i i really think that this is a solid show that really does let you know its writers it lets them go go wherever they want to go it lets these performers get to stretch some different you know muscles that maybe they don't get to in the films and and it, it just kind of feels like because it's animated it just doesn't get the same the, because it's not one of the movies it just doesn't get that same amount of spotlight on it yeah but it, it, it geeks gave us i'm telling you right now it's my favorite disney plus marvel show the 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 ideas explored the the vert like different uh versions of the characters that you love told in some brave ways like i love it and it's so yeah. much fun and i'm like oh that's so cool that they paired those characters together we would have never seen those characters together in the mcu because it's not the way that the grand narrative was pointed 
But yeah. now we get to see, um, you know, the Grandmaster and Tony Stark go head to head, and they got Jeff Goldblum to come back and do the voice. And oh, it's Ben Hur, awesome. You know, it's awesome. Ben Hur with some freaking uh mad max style yeah. vehicles destroying each other and of course we get taika watiti coming back <laughs> doing the voice of um i was about to say uh meek but meek's a little bug guy yeah it's korg uh and we it's got crazy. tessa thompson doing valkyrie back on that one i love the sakar episode and so i'm gonna ask you oh go, say what you're gonna say but i was then gonna, I'm gonna say ask you what your favorites yeah. were that that one was all it's, it's funny that that one and they kind of have that little brief recap before it starts to point to Gamora because Gamora was in season one that that episode was actually supposed to be in season one and then there's an episode um that they there was like a little teaser that was released for season three um that was supposed to be a season two episode so there's two episodes that have been punted to the previous season but that one was supposed to be um a season one episode just okay what's the hint for season three uh there was a clip released of it's uh it's specifically they keep I see them referring it to it referring to it as the Red Guardian episode. And the clip was I think it's Bucky Barnes and Bruce Banner, who and I Bruce is speaking like in a with a Russian like accent. Oh, cool. uh, they get pulled over and you think it's gonna be like a cop and it's the Red Guardian that pulls them over. So something that they're it's like they're David Harbour's playing them yes. or something. Yeah, yeah that's if you so look cool. in that animated um in the finale, there's an animated version of this typical Marvel Studios fanfare. And Red Guardian is one of the people that pops up and he's not in any of the episodes this season, but they kind of show him to tease that uh, next season. Well, the episode I was looking for him in was uh, where what where is it? I'm, I got the list of episodes here. What if Captain Carter fought the Hydra Stomper? And the Hydra yeah. Stomper is actually um, Steve Rogers. Yes. But he's stuck in this giant Hulkbuster style Iron Man armor. And uh and now Captain Carter has to fight, like Peggy Carter has to fight her love Steve, who's been through the Red Room from Black Widow. And yeah. I thought that was such a cool episode because it's like, yeah, what if we had Captain America? But Captain America, Steve Rogers, who's like pure, he's not Captain America in this universe. Yeah, he's he's still weak, and and Peggy got the serum, but he's still weak, and he gets put in this Hulkbuster Iron Man suit so he can run around. What if he had been kidnapped and put in the Red Room, and yeah. now he's a Russian agent, and it's cool. And what I loved about it was not only did they have, obviously, you got Peggy Carter and Haley Atwell is playing her and Samuel Jackson's back. Uh, but you have Lake Bellas, Natasha Romanoff. She's, she did that in season one. So you have the Black Widow. You have Frank Grillo coming back. Yeah. That was cool to see, see Frank Grillo back, uh, you know, playing Brock Rumlow. He, right. And he's going to be, uh, speaking of Creatures Command, Creature Commandos, he's going to be Rick Flagg Sr. In, uh, Dude, Commandos. that's awesome. That's perfect yeah. casting. Yes. Uh, but you got Sebastian Stan as Bucky Barnes. And this is the one that I thought was like amazing. And I, I when I checked the credits, I was like, oh my God, that's so cool. Elizabeth Olsen's back as Wanda, but you have Rachel Weiss back as black widow's mom and that's yes. why i was watching the episode i was like where's red guardian where's Red yeah. guardian because you loved david harbour's depiction of him because he's yeah. so funny and like it's so much fun and it's a great version of red guardian uh, and, and again like i like how they're taking comic characters who you and i grew up with there's an interpretation when they go to the live action and now there's yeah. a new interpretation when they get shifted into the what if universe yeah. the iron man versus the grandmaster stuff episode four so cool. And the setup Geekscapist is 
when Iron Man goes up into like the wormhole type thing to stop the Shatari in Avengers One and put the bomb in the yeah. Shatari ship, what if he doesn't make it back through the wormhole to Earth? What if he's lost in space up there and he lands on Sakar and the Grandmaster finds him and puts him in the arena? But the arena is again like this Mad Max style yeah. Ben Hur like cool like contest and so he meets valkyrie he meets uh the the different characters that were already on sakaar from thor ragnarok and he becomes their champion and i thought that was really cool and and you got josh brolin back as thanos you got taika watiti as korg like tessa thompson jeff goldblum it was awesome i thought the jeff goldblum was going to be a sound alike and it wasn't and i was so happy it's so cool they got these huge stars Kate Blanchett came back as Hella. Yeah, that was, I really, and see, that one, uh, that was another behind the scene thing um, that I was reading was, because when you think about how long these shows have been in development, phase two, you know, phase four didn't start till 2021 because it got punted because of the pandemic. They were talking about how like that was one that they were able to, you know, they were able to start bringing uh, bringing in like the Shang-Chi mythology because they happened that they had the script at the time so they could actually mm-hmm. bring it in so they could use like win woo and i thought that, that one was such an awesome blending of the you know asgard and the you know the mythology that we learned about in and chong chi and i i thought that one was so cool to get hella you know i uh, get her get her from being like this goddess of death to almost being like this goddess of light i thought that yeah. was such a fun like I really liked seeing that. And, and I love that they got Kate Blanchett back for that. I thought that was such a fun way to take that character in this alternate universe. In Geekscape, that one was what if Hela discovered the 10 rings, like yeah. the, the 10 rings from Shang-Chi. Uh, I loved it. And you get to see something that isn't quite being explored yet in the Marvel universe. Like, remember the, the tag on Shang-Chi was you got Wong like with the 10 rings and he was like, Oh, we got to investigate the 10 rings and this and that. And we just haven't yeah. picked that. We haven't picked that plot up yet. Yeah. Uh, again, like it, there's a lot of stuff in production. There's a lot of stuff in planning. There's a lot of stuff shifting. Like, you know, we just had Thunderbolts shifted a bit. Thunderbolts yeah. had a casting change this past week with Steven Yoon. Like this stuff is always in flux, but with animation, they're really like, especially what if they're able to, to change these things it was cool to see the shang chi universe yeah. i'll tell you what geekscape is as, be, as bemoaned as that film was by fans and critics uh i wanted the eternals i you guys are calling me insane but i, I want wanted it. to see i want the eternals it. and I the reason so i bad. did was again like the cool thing about what if is we if you didn't like ultron and the whedon version in avengers 2 you got to you got the perfect Ultron in what if season one, mm-hmm. whatever version just for some reason, there's many reasons when you have film production, right. And the different schedules and in a, in a big, you know, corporation like Disney and their edicts and this and that. And, and you're trying to make art. You're still trying to tell stories. You're trying to keep them consistent. You're trying to make it all uniform. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, the, 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 the leaks can spring from many places when you're doing this big of a collaboration uh and and you end up with what you end up and, and there are parts of eternals that i actually thought were beautiful um i want them to have another day in the sun i want them to have another at bat and i think that the what if universe maybe we'll get it in season three it's like a perfect place to take some of the That's- eternals characters and put them back out there and, and brush them off and be like hey what if you see them in this light that you're was- gonna actually think they're pretty cool 
I don't. I know you didn't plan for that, but that that was kind of beautiful what you said about in the sun, considering what happens to one of those characters in that movie involving the sun <laughs> flying a little too close. I didn't think of it. Um, didn't think but, <laughs> you know, it, you know, looking at uh, at the the wider Marvel Studios animation uh, division, uh, we are seeing you know things that were announced back in like 2021. I remember I was sitting in the Lowe's. I was working at a Lowe's, and I was sitting in the uh, the waiting room probably taking too long of a break because I didn't want to go back to the sales floor. <laughs> um, but they announced like the Marvel zombie show that's coming out. That's a spinoff from what if is going to feature Icarus. It's uh, from the Eternals. It's going to feature Shang-Chi. I didn't know Marvel. that. Like, we're seeing some of these things. Uh, these other later projects that are going to be able to, you know, start integrating those you know characters from those films and stuff like that in them and explore them in new ways. I definitely want to see the Eternals uh, be explored. Uh, I'm a huge, I'd love crazy zany jack kirby stuff so you know i love the eternals the new gods things like that so i want to see as many versions of the eternals as i can i want to see and i want to see fans who aren't familiar with the jack kirby stuff i remember going on a hike with my friend adam went on a run in griffith and we're coming down the mountain and he was like well what about eternals you know the people who like they saw the movie and they didn't have the context from the comics that were awesome. Yeah. He's like, what about these Eternals? And I tell him what the Eternals idea is. I'm like, no, no, this is what the Eternals is. And then it's like, whoa. And I was like, yeah, that, that has yet to make it to screen that version yeah. that like we fell in love with as kids, like that version, that kick-ass version of the Eternals. It did not make it to, to the screen for a lot of people. And here's a chance to start reformulating it in people's yeah. minds and give it another shot i think eternals is cool the movie hey i went and saw it it was an eternals movie i wanted to have another bet i want to follow it up i want to see what's going on with star fox you, i want to see all that stuff <laughs> not to get on a tangent but did you actually see that that news that has broken out in the last couple of days uh john ridley um writer uh, you know he's just comic writer written on tv shows that he was that was the project he was developing uh for abc a few years ago uh, he's developing an Eternals project. I'm assuming this was, it was around the same time when a lot of ABC projects had the Inhumans, which I think yeah. was kind of Marvel's two-pronged yeah. Yeah, two attempt to try and replace the X-Men. I think Eternals, had it not taken so long to develop, was going to be the other attempt. And we saw, as much as I love the Inhumans, we saw how that, not the show, I'm talking about the comics, no offense yeah. to the show. Um, but but hey, if we're getting Secret War... It, it all comes. It, it's all possible all again. And, and I like the multiverse stuff. It's, you yeah. know, I think some people might be worn out with the, how many mm -hmm. things you got to keep track of on the multiverse stuff. But just remember, like it all counts. And we talked about that last week with Aquaman in the Lost Kingdom. It's like I, I think hey, my invite got lost at sea for that one. How dare you, sir? That <laughs> you know, you know, I love Aquaman. I just I guess uh, you were my the bottle with right my now. invite got lost at sea you're, somewhere. You're, I threw it in the ocean. Yeah, I, like, I didn't reach me. If you Sorry. can, join <laughs> Christian Blatt and I. Uh, but uh, people who think like, oh, this is the end of the phase of the, the Snyderverse. This is the end of it. No, none of it's the end, guys. Nope. You got to keep Batman back. Movie you're going to see point. all that stuff. And the same thing goes with Marvel. And you're gonna, and it's already on the slate. It's called Secret yeah. War. And it's already on the slate. And there's gonna be an amalgam battle worlds going ben on. Affleck you're gonna see will be back as Daredevil. <laughs> Wesley Snipes will be back as Blade. Who's the I actor can't... that played Daredevil in the Incredible Hulk series? Is he still with us? Oh uh, yeah, he'd be awesome. Yeah, he the yeah, original black suit Daredevil. That was fun. I mean, uh, who, the uh, my producer Noam, who's been on Geekscape. You guys heard him a few episodes ago on the screenwriting panel at, at LA Comic Con. 
he for some reason connected with the old tv peter parker the actor who played the old tv peter parker and he's like jonathan i gotta introduce you so geekscape (laughs) is you know what i just remembered that as we were talking about those tv uh you know marvel iterations Return I should, of the Incredible Hulk, all those. I've got to, I've got to make good on that. Geekscape, is I got to make good on that. Am I correct? Is that I think Nicholas it's Nick Hammond. Yeah. Yeah. So Geekscape is, if you could remember, email me, Jonathan at Geekscape.net, and be like, hey, you promised us Nick Hammond, the original Peter <laughs> Remind Parker. Remind this man. Don't yeah, let him please, get away, Geekscape is. You don't understand, there, there's so much. I get people asking about coming on Geekscape. I follow interests. I I, I sat down to write, and I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to search for some music to write to and i was looking for the death stalker 2 soundtrack and i found mm-hmm. a cover of the death stalker 2 sound like music mm-hmm. by this canadian toronto band called like thunder glove and they just oh, do, i saw you Matt, i saw dude, you play about this i was like what the hell is this who's who's who is covering the death stalker 2 song uh-huh. like so that's so random right and then who's who's now covering the golden axe theme from the arcade game and i found this band thunder glove and I was like, holy shit, they do barbarian fantasy music. <laughs> like they Heck rock yeah. out, right? And so so immediately I I write about them in my stories. I was like, oh yeah, the barbarian fantasy music. And they start following me on Instagram. So of course I follow them back. And then we start DMing. And I'm like, I gotta have you guys on Geekscape. Yeah. So like a lot of this Geekscape is whenever I have somebody who would be awesome, like a Nick Hammond, and I remember it, I, I get like add and it's like some some <laughs> other like shiny thing points me in a different direction and i so you got to email me and be like jonathan we want to hear the nick hammond interview we got to get try and get him on the show we got to try and do this group. person we got to try and do, like i i want to do um, like i said in the intro i'd do these once a day if i could but i chase my interests a lot so you're getting barbarian fantasy music from <laughs> toronto uh and i also chase like who's available like i put in for a couple celebrities recently and we'll see who we got i'm always trying to get you guys some big names uh and then again like this stuff is coming out so frequently that with something like aquaman 2 and what if season 2 you're getting them both in the same week because i just needed to get it out of the system so i could have somebody like mickey rapkin next week come on and talk about being shortlisted for an oscar nomination which is just awesome and i'm so happy for him um your favorite episode of the season you know as we wrap up i think for me it's one i i haven't seen as many people talking about was um the i uh what if peter quill returned to earth or i can't remember exactly the title it was what if peter quill attacked earth's mightiest heroes and this is peter quill not as the grown-up peter quill this is the child peter quill as a quid as a kid he he's he's been raised by ego yeah which is cool which which is cool that they got you know yeah. kurt russell back to do ego from Dang. guardians too that was awesome but peter quill has the power of ego he's got the power of like a celestial seed in him and all this stuff and ego sends him to earth in like the late 80s yeah. to finish that job and so the kid's like a nine-year-old eight-year-old and he goes back to finish the job of of using earth to to grow the celestial seed, which will destroy the earth. You guys watched Eternals. And um, I thought that episode was awesome because late 80s Avengers, Hank Pym had to get together with, you know, Peggy Carter, older Peggy Carter, but they, they went and found, yeah, King T'Chaka, yeah. Winter yeah, Soldier, yeah. like all this stuff. They had to get together Mar-Vell. and save the world. 
I'll tell you what. That's where I thought I was going to see Red Guardian. Uh, yeah. No, I thought I was going to see Red yeah. Guardian. I thought I was going to see Red Guardian in that episode. Yeah, that's a good because show. that because because if you're going to put together an international team to start to stop the celestial seed threatening the Earth, I thought we were going to get 1980s Red Guardian, who was still going to yeah. be buff and trim and kicking some that makes ass. Sense. And, yeah, and that yeah. that was the one thing in that episode yeah. that I was like, this this episode rips. I thought that episode yeah. was f- effing awesome. Yeah, I, I loved it getting more more time with Michael Douglas as Hank Pym. Uh, you know, it was fun to see him as more of a, a lead. Obviously, he he's one of the main stars of the Ant Man movies, but he is supporting. Uh, so it's cool to see that. Uh, and and what I really liked was um, and and again, it goes back to I was reading some of the behind the scenes stuff that for them that episode was all about Hope Van Dyne, and I thought that was such a cool way to tie. Hope and Peter together as these two people that had lost their mothers, obviously in different ways, but how that was ultimately what saved the earth was this, this maternal love and not being, you know, being kind of more open, like hoping open to the idea that, you know, maybe he's just, he's just kind of lost. He's just kind of sad. He needs the proper guidance. And then I also love that, you know, we have, since it's in the eighties, they're having to be creative with who would be on the team. And I love that Thor, uh, since he's like fifteen hundred years old, as he says in uh, Infinity War, he just shows up and uh, or five thousand. I can't remember how old he says. Yeah, yeah. Um, but and he just he's just exactly the same as we would see him in 2011, 2012 when he shows up, and because he ages slowly. And I just thought that was so uh, one of my one of my favorite. And we got people. Chris Helmsworth, like Geekscapes. That's not a sound exactly. like Chris Helmsworth is doing all the I, Thor in this series. I he is one of my favorite. Hemsworth is one of my favorite people to voice his characters because I'm assuming it taps into that same thing that he likes to do, which is kind of reinvent Thor for it to be more interesting. Like mm-hmm. all the Thors that he plays in the series are all different party Thor, 80s Thor, even the 1602 Thor. Like I, he he always just sounds like he's having so much fun playing all these various iterations of Thor. I, I think he always brings it. The I was going to say that my favorite is possibly the 1602 stuff because I really like the game in 1602 iterations and that yeah. was a multiverse like window within the actual Marvel universe. I also love the backstory of 1602, how yeah. that was a deal with Neil Gaiman to help like to help Neil Gaiman finance the lawsuit with Tom McFarlane mm-hmm. regarding the rights to like the Angela comic character that Neil yeah. Gaiman created for Spawn that is now in the Marvel Universe as part of the settlement. Like I Who love won all that behind <laughs> Who won that pretty one? sure Neil Gaiman won that one. But I love that Thor's Marvel sister came in. Angela. Marvel came in and was like, hey, I know that you have this lawsuit for the Angelos like character and I know you have this lawsuit about uh what's the what's the the long standing character, the Neil Gaiman character, the the Starman. Oh, uh, I'm messing this up. Marvel Man. Uh I, I know that you have this lawsuit and I love how like you know, uh, Marvel Joe Casada came in and was like, "Hey, write a book for us. We'll pay you. We can pay for that lawsuit because Marvel knows that like they can get an Angela character and they can probably get Marvel Man out of it." Yeah. And I love all that behind the scenes stuff, and it's super cool. And it was cool seeing sixteen oh two on the page. Here we got sixteen oh two, some window of it, the English version of sixteen oh two. It doesn't take place in the colonies, but we got the English version of sixteen oh two happening in what if season two. And like you're not just not gonna get that on the big screen. And we got some sixteen oh two, and it was cool and it was super fun. Um, I loved that. Uh I ultimately think that the Sakar episode's amazing. The Hella discovering ten rings, that was so cool and the how her character matured. But I'm gonna kick it back to my favorite. 
is going to be what if Kahori shaped, reshaped the world because huh. it gave us a brand new character and it and it, it I mean huh. I really hope there's nothing that's going to be as stratospherically popular and successful as what Paul Dini and, and those folks did Bruce Tim did with Harley Quinn but mm-hmm. I love that they, were, they introduced a character in an animated series that I really really have high hopes for branching into comics and movies in the same way that Harley it. Quinn did yeah because yeah. this character is cool and, and yeah. I think the backstory is cool and, let's, and the multiverse allows it um, I think those are all the rocks I wanted to turn over on this episode with you uh, okay. Garrett like it's it's been just been fun yeah. talking to you, man. Like it's I love having you back. I'm sorry the bottle with the letter inviting you oh, back into okay. discussion got lost. It's I want to okay. see you more. I, I know that you have your own thing, and, it, yes. and and why don't you talk about your own thing, right right now? Because uh, I I mean I love that you're do, you're still sharing your thoughts, and I know it gets mm-hmm. hard as a filmmaker and a, a, a filmmaker starting out. Mm-hmm. But why don't you share your thoughts on like with this new thing that you started and where people yes. can hear more of you. Okay, so I have a podcast that I put out through my quote-unquote production entity, uh, Not Just A Guy Productions, but the podcast is called Not Just A Guy, which is born out of a, as I talked about up top, I'm a wrestling fan, a fan of monikers, and I, I gave myself this self-proclaimed moniker of being the guy, all, T-A, uh, all caps T-H-E, capital G-U-Y. Okay. Um, basically, just to, this idea of putting your best foot forward, being your best self, putting your best, putting out what you want to be, uh, that I don't want to be just remembered as a guy. I want to be remembered as the guy for whatever I do. Um, and that evolved. You want to be him my- as the kids say, you want to be him. Exactly. Whoa, oh, look who. Yeah, I know. I know. It's fried man. I know the kids um, talk. Uh, and so it, it, it evolved into making the show, not just a guy, uh, which is basically, it's the show about by and for struggling storytellers. It is, as myself, someone who's trying to navigate this industry that changes every single day, putting my putting my story out there so people can learn from it, people can relate to it, people can decide not to do whatever I do, bring on other things. I've had a lot of my friends from film school talking about life post film school, how we're trying to navigate that. And this year, I'm trying to focus it a little bit more, have a little more topics so that it's a little easier to find an audience. And so this month, I've been talking about mental health as a storyteller. So this last Tuesday, I talked about burnout and how burnout kind of really kept me from being my best self last year. All, all kinds of mental burnout, physical burnout, financial burnout, like productive burnout. Uh, and then on the 16th, I have another episode in that same topic, which is going to be about comparing careers, comparing it to your idols, comparing it to your peers, and trying to navigate how you can build your career, but not put yourself down uh, because you don't have necessarily the same career that your friends have. Because, you know, on social media, I see so many of my friends posting. They're doing great things. And but it's, it's, hard but it's not... social media and you don't really know the truth. Exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's the same thing. You don't you don't know how much of it is. You don't know. You don't see the struggles behind that. And that's kind of what the show is about. It's, it's we're putting the struggles out there so that we can be honest and open with ourselves because that's the for me that's the way the only way you're going to be your best self is if you are open and honest and so i'm i'm open and honest with everything on on the show and and i think it is helping you know my girlfriend emily she edits the show so she's always the first listener and she she according to her i think this is a very positive thing for me because i think i am finding my voice as a storyteller finding my voice as a person first and foremost and that will ultimately lead into when I talk on the show about my process and 
working on projects. I'm working on an audio drama and I, I detail that on the show. And I really, once I release that, hopefully this year, I want to really talk about why that's valuable as a storyteller to try a different media. Film is always going to be my first love, but even you spoke about writing in comics, it's, there are other storytelling mediums that we can try. And I think it is valuable that if you're stuck in a rut in one, maybe try out another. Yeah, these are the comic properties specifically, and Geeks gave us to learn about them sooner, fairly soon. Um, these are things that, that I just got sick of looking at on my hard drive and being like, I yeah. love these stories. I love what I was writing about. I lo- loved what I was writing them for. And I'd love to share them to a, an audience. It may not, yeah. I mean, it's comics. It's not going to be a big audience, but. Exactly. That's but, my audio drama. But hopefully is they're that. here, right? Yeah. yeah on my uh, audio drama, my friend, I had a friend who. Um, they, they saw that I was in a creative rut in 2022. I had a bunch of short films I wanted to make and they said, well, have you ever thought about an audio drama? And so like the first season of my audio drama is basically a bunch of short films that I just won't have the money for. And it's been so creative, fulfilling, you know, creatively fulfilling to write those. And I, I'm just as excited for those as like a feature that I want to make in five, 10, 15, however many years. Um, and, and I wouldn't have that if I didn't decide like like you said i kind of got tired of seeing these outlines and i thought well let's just move them to a different spot and try it there yeah uh well dude i'm pretty happy for you i'm no Thank pretty you. happy i'm incredibly happy <laughs> and, 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 and and dude i get it like like a part of me when i see you podcasting i'm like why doesn't he podcast with geekscape but i don't think it i think you have to carve your own thing does that make sense mm-hmm. and like yeah and I, and I and i don't think i think i talked to matt I, kelly because, about this yeah. yeah because you and i are close and I think that that it has to be yours. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, if, if you ever want to partner with us, if you ever want to like gleam anything off of Geekscape by coming and promoting it or, or well, you know, on, that, on like, my link, like, on my LinkedIn, it says Geekscape contributor. And I, mm-hmm. you know, and I've, I, I hope you always I, are. It is. Yeah. That, I me, hope you, you always know, are. I always look at this place as home. I, I, whenever Christian Blatt needs me for something, I'm on, mm-hmm. I'm on the book club. People, if you listen to the book club, go listen to the book club. I'm pretty much the third man on there now, which well, is awesome. He I didn't, love doing that he with didn't invite Christian. you to Aquaman too. So he did not. Uh, it's his fault. Somehow, again, I'll probably be on here, you know, again, sometime this year talking about uh, one of the other Marvel shows. I would love to be on here when my audio drama is ready. Uh, I Geekscape is my home. I love, you know, uh, many opportunities have been afforded uh, being part of Geekscape. So I will always be here. Well, dude, I'm the ward for heck's sake. You're the ward. And I remember when we met on your first orientation of film school. Yes. My mom brings up awesome. that story all the time. She I loves love it. it. And dude, um, I'm proud of you. And I know it's, Thank I know you. it doesn't pay the rent and I know it's hard and I know it doesn't, I know it doesn't let you sleep. You know, it's, yeah. I know it doesn't appease those fears you get at 1am where you're like, holy crap. Like, you know? Yeah. But I'm proud of you. I, appreciate uh, that. I love that you're back to talk with me here and let's like you said the 2024 let's make it more of a thing all right man um you can follow garrett on social media at not just a guy prod p-r-o-d that's where post the show stuff everything i'm working on in your personal stuff do you still post on that stuff at all yeah uh on the the twitter because i'm not calling it the other thing uh you can follow (laughs) me garrett s brioni's on there and then garrett brioni's on instagram well, it's awesome, and uh, and hopefully Garrett comes and talks to us in the Geekscape for every group there on Facebook. It's become active, and I really enjoyed yeah. seeing you guys and hearing all your different stuff. And we got Geekscape is there from the first year of Geekscape, and we got people who have yet to discover the actual podcast at Geekscape. They just found <laughs> us, and that's all good. It's all geek and it's all fun. So, uh, in the spirit of 
Geekscape, as we say, don't hate, create, go out there and tell your stories, share them with each other. And um, thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Geekscape is over and out. Peace. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.